and there was the baby buggy. And I said, oh, cool. You know, the, the dance school and the buggy. And then I saw the ones I didn't have, and there were some G3s. And the lady that was cleaning up the booth goes, oh, are you interested in anything? She goes, this is my booth, so I'll make you some deals on stuff if you want. And I said, oh, okay. And I was looking at the play sets, and she had originally marked each of the play sets for $40. I said, well, that's not too bad, but I don't know if I want to spend $80 on just the play sets. And she said, well, I'll do 25 each on these play sets. I want to get rid of them. And I said, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, because I got the Baby Bonnet School of Dance, and it has everything with it. It has baby oh. half It has the stickers and everything on it are in Perfect shape. When I can get pictures of it, I'll get pictures and show you. It has all the little animals. It has all the tiny little accessories, even the little cardboard sign. Now, if you think that's awesome. You're giving me a pony chasm over here. (laughs) Yeah. Now, that's not even the best thing that I got out of that. Oh, God. Now, let me tell you about the other stuff before I get to the best thing out of a lot. Um, okay, I got I'm hold the bear. Yeah. <laughs> I got, he had the, uh, the one of the unicorns from the second rainbow set, uh, Pinwheel. So I got Ooh. her. And then I got the European version of Baby Surprise, the one that's the non-Betty by Eye one. I didn't have her. I got two G3s I didn't have, and I got the Target exclusive Winter Minty, still in the box, that has, she's really cute. She's got a scarf, and she has four socks, because, of course, it's Minty. Minty has socks. Oh, yeah. But the best I got was the baby buggy, the original baby buggy, still in the box. Now, it has been opened and put together, but the box is in gorgeous shape. Has the baby, has baby cuddles with it, has everything in it. <gasps> and when I say everything, I mean everything. Even the paperwork. Oh. Oh. Like the sure for the carousel stamper set is in there. And then there's... The little paperwork that you would fill out for the um, club ponies. And I even have the little form that you can send in to order the collector's pose ponies. The original. Oh, God. And Uh all the birthday ponies. All the paperwork needs the buggy. It's fantastic. I know. It's
<laughs> Literally, like she went back in time to the 80s and bought And then just set it on the shelf. <laughs> okay. Oh. 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 Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me get the. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. Take, take breath. So, yeah, that was my pony news. Pretty exciting after not having much pony news at all. <laughs> oh man, that was that was a that was a great pony chasm right there. That, yes, I haven't was. had a, I, I haven't had one like that since I got the carousel complete <laughs> mint in box. Oh man, oh, I oh, need yeah. one of those. <laughs> and, and that was one of those play sets that I only paid twenty five dollars for. Oh, yeah. So oh. that that needless to say, it was a good week. Oh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to cool myself off from that one. Oh man, I got <laughs> hot. I got all hot and bothered. Oh goodness. Ooh. <laughs> Are we gonna have to change the rating of the show? <laughs> we really might have to. <laughs> I feel like Big Mac's in the room right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Flash Sentry is in the room in the flesh. Whew. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean to get to that fucked up, but I had to share that news. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm better. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, let's get some blind bags so maybe I can calm down after this. <laughs> okay. Oh. Whew. I, need, I need some calming down after that. Well, let's see if the blind deck will calm you down or just get you more riled up. <laughs> well, just because I felt like it, I decided um, when I was packing up for the weekend, I would I pulled another pony. I pulled um, a Wave 13 pony uh-huh. as well. So I'm going to wor- open up, of course, the first one that I pulled, which was Wave 18. Okay. So let's get this thing shooken up, make sure that the uh, card is at the bottom. I don't want to cut into the card. I see a butt. (laughs) This is going to be a breach birth. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, it's a night. It's a nightmare night. Oh, it's one of the ones I wanted. Awesome. It's Raven Inkwell. Oh. Nice. She is. Oh. She is good looking, except for I have to say her eyes look weird. Oh yeah. And I think it's because of the blind bag 
because she does have glasses on. Oh, okay. And it's like the her her glasses look like they've fallen down like the bridge of, to the bridge of her nose like mine do all the time. Mhm. Because yes, believe it or not, people, I do wear glasses. Those of you who have seen me at the fair without my glasses, I do wear glasses. And this happens to me a lot. And what happens is like uh, the top half of your eyes get cut off by the top of the glasses. And that's what happened here. But it doesn't, they don't continue the eye line into the glasses. Uh-huh. So it kind of makes, so it kind of looks like half of her eye is bigger than the rest of the eye. Oh. Hmm. So, and I think she is supposed to have black hair, but she has gray hair in pony form, and it's in pigtails, which I love. Well, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get um, plastic to hold that black color sometimes. So it might be, might yeah. be they just didn't saturate it with enough black. Maybe, but still. But she, but they she do have a cape kind. Of, yeah, she is still a cute pony. She she has her maroon cape painted on, and she has her inkwell as her her um her cutie mark and this of course as I said comes from the Nightmare Night theme set Mm -hmm. and as I said this is one I wanted and look at that I didn't even need to do the magic spell aww so for the next one I'm going to shake it up and I'm going to do the magic spell are we ready for it sure here we go Ruth Bush Calavisa Little Alley Cat. Ruth Bush Calavisa Little Alley Cat. Ruth Bush Calavisa Little Alley Cat. Let's see if this one's one I don't have. I swear to God, I'm starting to get a rarity army. <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could have a Pinkie Pie army. Oh, don't remind me. At least with rarity, you have a white unicorn that you can repaint. Well, actually, this is the clear one with glitter in it, so I'm not 100% sure if I have this one or not. Oh, I actually okay. have to get to to the that that release. So let me get out of wave eighteen. Well, if you want me to, you could send me some of those rarities and I could turn them into moon dancers for you. Ooh, I just might take you up on that offer. All all I gotta do is repaint the hair and put a new symbol on her. 
I don't have this one. I don't have oh. this one. Well, good. At least it's one so, you don't have. So the spell still worked. <laughs> At least the spell still worked. There you go. Perfect. Okay, now we're going to do something we've never done before. What's that? We're going to get right into the top of the evening. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all, I have to say, the beginning of the episode is so cute. With Big Mac and the way he was acting. (laughs) Okay? Because... this, if if you have not seen this episode, I will warn you now, major spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear spoilers, I would cut cut yourself off right now, turn off the show, watch the episode, come back later. But if you don't care about spoilers, stick around because you know what? We are going to spoil you rotten. Oh, yeah. Um, because, now, I'm so ahead of you because I've been watching whenever they release one on YouTube, and apparently Canada is getting um, two episodes a week, and here in the States, we're only getting one. There's nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's on YouTube. Canadians, you must share. <laughs> but yeah, um, the episode starts with Big Mac getting an order together to go to uh, Starlight Glimmer's old old um, village. And Kitty Mark Crusaders are Sweetie Belle, not Sweetie Belle. Um, Apple Bloom is like, Big Mac, are you going back to Starlight Glimmer's Village again? Yep. Isn't that like your fifth visit this week? Yep. Don't you think that's an awful lot? Nope. <laughs> Don't you think there's something up? Nervous laugh. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Nervous giggle. Yep. I just loved that part. <laughs> I just love the nervous giggle, the nervous laugh out of him, and then the yup after that was just so cute. (laughs) Because he was still laughing, and he was saying yup at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Which just does not work with him. And I actually had just started rewatching it when I was waiting for you the first time, I turned it on and I had just gotten past that point. 
nervous slapping me up. But I love the look on his face when, like, you know, Apple Bloom is like, isn't that your fifth visit this week? He's like, uh, gotta hide this from Apple Bloom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like wide eyed. I mean, he looks like he's like completely scared and terrified. But then, of course, you know, in Kitty Mark Crusader's fashion, what do they do? They follow him. They not only follow him, they jump into the into the truck with him. <laughs> and and I like that they take the box of like costume pieces and try to use them to blend in and it's so cute that they think they're disguising themselves but like they're really not at all. No, they're so like, you know, it's, it's like you just take one look at them and you know that, like, yeah, something, something is going on here. Yeah. But but the funniest part, the, the thing about this episode that I really liked was if you watch it, you're going to realize and you're going to notice something about this episode that's really special. And that is that it resembles Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it it does. When you explained it to me, it does have a little bit of those elements in there. And I think it's probably because um, the, when the girls realize, when the, the CNC realized that Big Mac was there for the female or the this pony that ran a bake shop that he kept coming back to see her. They were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to reference, Sweetie Belle breaks out this book of fairy tales that she read on the trip over. And she was like, oh, well, we can use this book of fairy tales about true love and stuff to figure out how to get these things together. But if you really think about it, they used a lot of themes what was the name of the filly? Uh, Sugar Bell. Sugar Bell. Bell, that's true. They they used the name Bell. If you look at Big Mac, he's a big, huge, honking, monstrous, not evil monstrous, but a big, huge, strapping stallion of a of, of a horse. Okay. And then when you look at oh god, I I I I, I, I hate to say I, I even hate to say his name. Shutterbanks. Yes, Featherbanks. Oh god. I love Flash Century, but I hate Featherbanks. <laughs> Okay, if you look at him, he's Gaston. I mean, he does have that vibe. And then he's got the three ponies that are following him around, like the three women that would follow Gaston around in Beauty the, and the, the Beast. The three, okay, and okay, this is not basically a bad word. This is the original 
wording they used in the original um in the original, so we are totally not going to be PC about this, but they are, they resemble the Bimbets. Yeah. Because you even look at their hair, you look at their hair color, you look at the hairstyle. Yeah, I did. It's the didn't Bimbets. It all the and the Beast stuff, but the first time I saw this episode, I was like, oh, those are kind of like the girls that used to fawn over Gaston. As soon as I saw the three of them, it's like, oh, my God, this is like Beauty and the Beast. Am I sure I'm watching My Little Pony? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they did put Big Mac in that ridiculous fruit poopy outfit. <laughs> that was blue, just like yeah. the suit that the Beast wore during the dance with Belle. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I kept feeling so bad for for Big Mac because he kept getting upstaged by feather bangs. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't like. I think the idea was that you weren't gonna like feather bangs because he was the competition for Big Mac. But at the end, but he redeemed himself later on where he was like, where, um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but at the end of the episode, that he kind of, you, you kind of get, you, you, you kind of get, you kind of feel bad for a guy, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So, um. Basically, what it is is both of these, both of both of them are vying for Sugar Bell's attention and Sugar Bell's love. We first see that Big Mac really likes her when he's in the shop, and he's talking to her, and she's like, "I'm so glad that you bought me more apples." And you look at the store, and the store—I swear to God, she can open up the store and just sell apples. Yeah. <laughs> okay, seriously. It's like, seriously, dude, I think you've brought her enough apples. <laughs> well, but she kept bringing her the apples as an excuse to see her, and then she also said that she, and also because she kept saying, oh, I love baking with apples. And yeah, popping hints that she'd like a bigger display stand so that she can make more stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and this is something that neither one of these two guys ever really pick up on until later on. Again, we'll go into that in more detail once we get more closer to the end. But it's, you know, Sugar Sweetie Belle, um, Apple Bloom, and Scootaloo all tell him, you know, Give her a flower, you know, she'll love it. And he goes to give her a single flower. Mm-hmm. When all mm-hmm. of a sudden, all of a sudden, boom, there's feather bangs. <laughs> Yeah, 
I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't like him. He floats in with a big bouquet of roses. And he just like swoops in and basically just makes that makes that single solitary flower look like a piece of crap. Yeah. Like something he picked up off the side of the road, which, I mean, he did, but, you know. And And there behind him, he has his group of merry men. (laughs) <laughs> that I swear to God, if they ever shut up singing, I, w- I would have, like, paid them to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they break in the song and do the musical number. It, that, I, I would have paid them to just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped past the song. I mean, if it was Flash Century doing it, I would just be rewinding that puppy and, like, wearing out the DVD. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if it was Flash Century, but it was Feather Banks, and it was just horrible. It was just like, oh, my God, just kill me now. <laughs> just rip my heart out right now. Yeah, Feather Banks is how much... Oh. Oh, he's a little much. <laughs> he is beyond a little much. He 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 falls into the category of never should have happened. Should have just brought back. You should have just given us flash century people. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he's not. He's a. Little, I mean, in this episode, he and Big Mac are both very insistent on trying to get Sugar Bell's attention, and they're doing it oh, in yeah. completely the wrong way. <laughs> and yeah. she finally has to, like, I think in the middle of the song, she finally breaks down and goes, "All right, enough is enough. Both of you, leave me the heck alone." <laughs> because she thinks that these two guys are fighting over her and they're both getting really persistent. <laughs> like a they destroyed her shop. Yeah. They destroyed her shop and then I think there were like two other things that the CMC tried to get Big Mac to do because they were in the fairy tale book. Um, like, one, of her, one of them one of them was she was taking a nap, and they said, you know, every princess wants to be awoken by a prince with a kiss. And she wakes up to Big Mac and these big, huge lips coming at her. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that, I went, when I saw that scene first, I went, don't do it, Big Mac. It's not romantic. That's harassment. Don't do it. And I got scared. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Even I would have screamed if yeah. I would have seen that coming at me. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, it's okay. I guess it's romantic if it's like, oh, you're under a spell and it, you have to be awakened by true love's kiss or whatever. But 
If you've just taken a nap and some random person standing over you getting ready to kiss you, your first reaction <laughs> is to either punch them in the face or run away. Mine would be punch them. <laughs> actually, mine would be first to punch them, and and actually, I have done that. <laughs> And it was a guy I was dating and living with. Yeah, but you don't want somebody right up in your face when you first wake up. Exactly. That's why you got hit. Yeah, you know, personal space, dude. Personal space. It's like, dude, it's like, I'm, I'm like, that's the world, and I'm like waking up, and it's like you're like right there, about three seconds away from kissing me. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> and it's like, oh crap, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Don't do that. Because <laughs> I got the what the heck was that for? And it's like, what the heck are you trying to do? Have you just done lost your mind? I'm a sleeping and gonna kiss me. You just done lost your mind, boy. <laughs> but oh yeah, I mean, important, important. Poor, poor, I mean, that that that. And unfortunately, the right off into the sunset, Featherbangs had to steal that. Oh yeah. Even I hated that. It, it, it was just like, oh, God, please. The, the fact that this is voiced by the same man that does the same pony slash boy that I love. <laughs> yes, I'm unfortunately, okay, yes, I will now admit to it. I am going through husbando syndrome with, with Flash Century. Oh, goodness. Well, I mean, we kind of all knew. <laughs> I, I, I now finally admit to it. I, 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 I am now, I, I now have the, I now have, I now admit to having that, that disease. <sighs> well, there we might no get a toy soon because, I mean, at the toy fair, they did release new mold, pictures of new molds of the G4 ponies, and there was a male Pegasus mold. So yeah, they, they, they better give us a flash century, or else I'm gonna go to some gonna storm Hasbro. <laughs> Bring my orthopedic along. I will tell them. Okay, you and me, we're going to Rhode Island. We're going to we're going to Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pack your bags. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyway, yeah. Oh, 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 wait. Oh, oh. Speaking of that, speaking of that. Okay, we have to pause on the on the episode talk. Remember when I said that I was going to post up to the arena, right? In regards to um. The fair being handed over to Hasbro and it being a failure on Summer's Summer's part. 
Okay, first of all, I wasn't trying to knock her down. I want to say that, you know, here and now. I'm just saying it was just, you know, she may should have, you know, given it to somebody else while she was moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of responses in regards to that, to that post. And actually, yeah. let me bring them up. And one of them was actually from Summer herself. One that I want to bring up. Yeah. Uh, pro- profile. Because she I don't didn't even know. What happened the way it happened. Hmm? I don't think that she yeah. you know, had any idea that this was going to happen the way it happened. Um, actually, let me pull up my, um, let me pull up the messages. No, that's not what I wanted. Forum. Uh, Okay, let me pull this up. getting updates on this. Okay, so once again, I put on here, um, so I wonder what this, what this is going to do. Also, it was promised that MLP fans would get something special and nothing is listed on the website. I mean, this is just ridiculous. It took almost two months before the convention. It took almost two months before the convention to get any to get the info. I had signed up to get an email to get the info when the info was released. Never got an email. Had to find that out on my own. I feel that this was a fail on Summer's part for handing over the fair to Hasbro, as she could have handed handed it to someone else to run it for one year since she was moving. I love Summer, but this I see as turning into a failure, letting Hasbro take over. Hopefully next year she can take over the convention back over and it can go back to the way it was before then we can go back to a regular more affordable prices more notice for prices and dates or at least something like that okay okay so that was you know and you know people were saying it was never confirmed that the MLP fair was being rolled into Hascon so maybe we should wait and see what fair staff say. And the fair staff had said it was being rolled in. Right. So I remember it's not like last this year, was... after the fair had ended, they said it was going to be rolled into something else or something of that effect. Or that when Hascon was announced, they said that the fair was going to be part of Hascon. Yeah, and there was people actually saying, say, saying waiting on real prices. Well, unfortunately, those are the real prices. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's basically what it it's going to be. And you know, people are put, crossing their fingers that something is being worked out uh, to keep the NLC they're as close to what we know and love as possible. I hope Hasbro understands the concept of why we do this every year. I hope we have a separate space just for us. I hope we find out something soon. 
whether or not there will be any special pony pricing or at least old MLP fare-related information. Um, and again, it's getting into things about actual prices for us. That those are the prices they put up. They're going to make anything anything different. Yeah. Uh, part of the problem is that they're running. Hasbro is running the convention like a large-scale convention where they would normally be catering to, you know, uh, toy buy, big toy buyers and large companies and not necessarily fans and uh, fans in smaller crowds. The fair would be doing. So it's it's a completely different setup, which is why the prices are the way that they are. And as high as they are, those are normalish prices for larger conventions, especially here on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, some people are looking into seeing what they're considering artist tables and what the difference is between artist table and a booth table? Yeah. Where um, my boyfriend and I are actually contemplating getting an artist table. We I have to figure out where the registration forms are for it on the website. And we're actually not the only fans are complaining. Uh, Transformers fans are also complaining about the prices because basically it doesn't seem like Hascon is for fans sentiment. They especially don't seem to be lumping in everything. I mean, there's there's something, you know, very, I mean, when other fans of other fandoms are... (laughs) upset okay I'm sorry I'm trying to get down to Summer's post because Summer did post on this and I'm glad she did yeah yeah I've heard that yeah I I heard from a couple people that because uh, see th- it wasn't just a My Little Pony fair that was rolled into Hascon there was also was Transformers. Was a Transformers thing, and then I believe there was a G.I. Joe convention that was rolled into it as well. Yeah, both of those um, were rolled into it. Yeah, and some of the fans from that would normally be going to those fairs and conventions are not too happy with the way Hascon's going either. Um, okay. They do, do seem on the Hascon website to have a lot more focus on their Magic the Gathering line and the D&D lines than they do their toy lines like My Little Pony and Transformers and G.I. Joe, which is what a lot of the fans that, are coming to the convention for. And that's something I had mentioned because um, Sweet Tune, who is, of course, um, Summer, 
Um, jumping in to say that I'm advocating for collectors. The tickets being released this week surprised me as much as anyone, but I'm glad the ball is starting to roll. Things are in the works for collectors. No t- details to share yet, but both Jewel and Kit Kat Vintage have some really good ideas, especially about collector sales tables, which at least this means they're trying to pull something out of the hat. Well, that's good. And after I had seen that, you know, I did put in another post and said, um, glad to hear you guys are looking into things because, yeah, this was a shocker, and I actually found out while doing the show. I mean, the whole sign up and find out first about ticket sales, yeah, that didn't happen. I had to Google Hascon as no email went out and found out the information. I was hoping you would post this because you had said you were going to do something special for us, but all it seems like they are doing special for is Magic the Gathering, which is why they have two venues. The other is for Magic the Gathering. Right. But we have to figure that has because, and I'm mentioning this because so many people were like, knocking me because of, you know, Hasbro not, you know, understanding about doing convention, but we have to figure that Hasbro has been to so many other cons over the years, fan-based and even anime cons. One would think that they would have a general idea of what to do and how to do it. I just hope to hear more positive information. I mean, ticket prices are insane. I know a lot of people would want to do the Hall of Fame dinner, but the only option to do it is to pay $600 for an adult. Plus, you have to pick a special event to go to, which at that price, I would think you'd be allowed to go to all of them. And that goodie bag had better be packed full of exclusives for that price. But it would be nice to go back to the way it was before because... At what they're charging for things, I don't see it going well. Sorry, just being real, being a realist. But I do hope to see something get done for us as we have brought them in a lot of revenue over the years with the fairs and even accepted that our fair exclusive was no more than the, the, the Comic-Con exclusive. But it will also bring it back to just us collectors and fans getting together to buy, sell, trade, and have fun community that we've always been. So I hope you guys can get Hasbro to do something special for their loyal pony community. I am behind you on that summer. I never meant to make it seem like I wasn't, but it was a mess on Hasbro's part for sure. Yeah, I I think it's just that Hasbro in an attempt to lump everything together, they probably took on too much. Yeah. Which I know actually weird we're talking about a large company, but, you know, if you're thinking about all the fandoms that are being involved in this, you know, it's Pony, yeah. it's G.I. Joe, three very big fandoms on their own. And then you're throwing in D&D, which is a huge fandom, too. And then Magic the Gathering, which is another huge group. And then right. it's also on top of all their other toys and all their other games and all their other products. 
it's a lot of stuff all in one place. And it may have been yeah. more than they had anticipated. Yeah, I think it was because, I mean, because one person had actually said, would you like to try and host a giant event with a large corporation breathing down your neck? And actually one person had answered, well, actually, yes, I help coordinate events as part of my career. So there was somebody that could have actually have taken over from, from summer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, to keep this from being lumped in with lumped into Hascon, I mean, hopefully this I'm still looking at at some of the because I mean this is I mean they're getting. I mean, we're 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 taking and getting hit. I mean, you know, one person has said, you know, this is going to be an expense for sure. At least we have the dates, and anyone who has gone to a prior fair knows to start stashing cash away to associate for costs rather than criticize. Let's show some compassion for all behind the scenes working. We have no clue about. There's only one problem here. We normally have the dates months and months in advance so that we can stash money money together. And you tell me any seller who is going to have $1,000 or $5,000 laying around. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money to pull together with only a few months' notice. And... The problem that's going to be with the booth prices being what they are, um, okay, so an artist table is $350, and that includes two passes. That's not too bad for most vendors, I would think. It's not the best prices, but they're not, but they're not, they're not completely out of range. Right. Um, now the thousand dollar booth, which is the next next jump up, does come with I think four or five passes. Yeah. Um, that is a big jump from three hundred and fifty. Now granted yeah, if you five passes you can split the cost between five people. But that's still two hundred dollars a person. Yeah. Um, to get in. That's still a lot of money. I And you're part- you're still not able to do any of the special stuff like, you know, the Hall of Fame dinner. I mean, the only way you get to do the Hall of Fame dinner is you have to buy a VIP ticket. Yeah. And two hundred dollars is a lot of money for some people. And then and also, when, when you have a booth that's a thousand dollars, you still need to be able to make enough sales to cover the cost of the booth. And if you're yeah. traveling, you have to make enough sales to cover your travel. So yeah, and I mean, I mean, and also they they scheduled this during a time when there's a lot of people who can't go to the fair. 
okay, because if you work as an instructor, if you bring kids, okay, the kids and the instructors are back in school during this time. Okay. (laughs) Okay, time for me, but for a lot of people it's not. Yeah. Um, Then they wait until three and a half months before the event to say what the ticket prices are. And that's not a lot of time. You would think that three and a half months is a lot of time, but it's really not. It's not if you're an artist and you have to make things to be able to sell it to fair or to sell it to convention, three and a half months is is a bad deadline. It's it's not a lot of time for you to be able to crank out enough quality stuff to make decent sales. Um, if you're somebody yeah. that you're just moving up for tickets, it might be enough time to save up for tickets but it's still cutting it kind of close. It is cutting it way close. Yeah. Because nobody knew how much to save. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to attribute this to, like, this just being, because it's the first time they've put this big convention together. And hopefully next year... We'll either go back to somebody running a separate fair um, or Hasbro kind of getting their kind of getting their act together and you know providing us with more information sooner because yeah. I think the prices wouldn't have come as much well. They probably would have still come as a shock if we had received them six months ago instead of, you know, three months before the, the convention. You know, if you're if you look at the ticket prices for a three-day pass and it's 160 some dollars, when you have only three months to save up for that, it's a little more panic-inducing than when it's like, okay, well, I'd have six months to save up for it. Okay, and here's another thing. Um, one person asked for um, a booth application mm-hmm. and it's um, one page fill out and three pages of rules and legislation uh, important things for considering uh, rental space and fee it's 50% of the rental sp- fee is due and payable upon signing the agreement the other 50% is due June 30th Wow. So they're barely even giving people enough time. They want they want basically if you want a regular booth, they want five hundred dollars right then and there. Uh huh. And they then they want the other five hundred uh on by the thirtieth of June. And if you don't You lose your deposit. Wow. Well, I mean, I know it's normal for um, conventions to want some money up front for a deposit. Actually, most often it's always been up front they want the whole money, the whole thing. Yeah. But... 
I mean, $1,000 is still a lot of money for just a um, just a basic sales booth. Yeah. And then $5,000 for one step up. That means you have to have $2,500. But I still okay. want to see if I find a way to apply actually, for the One person actually put in here, Hascon is looking to be a big convention. Vendors booths at big cons are not for individuals like us. The kind of vendors those prices and rules are aimed at are for big companies or artisans who regularly make convention rounds like at Comic-Con, at the main vendor floor. You'll find apparel companies like Wolf and Fine, you'll find comic book stores that do, do travel, traveling sales, you'll find various media companies, publishers, you'll find costume shops. Basically, those spaces at, con, at a con this scale are not intended for hobby sale, sell, sellers or independent artists. A lot of cons won't even approve people like that for vendor booths, even if they're okay for paying for it. They're generally smaller sales areas, such as artist alleys, what have you, that are suited for hobbyists and independent sellers, but we don't know exactly what that means for us yet, but all signs point to the same kind of separate sales area for collectors being negotiated. Hopefully, that does happen. Yeah, it definitely seems like with these prices, it's more towards big vendors. I mean, the only reason why I had posted it up is because this was something that was not posted up. Right. Okay. I mean, it was just like people were like are getting information at like three and a half months out from everything and like we're being told that things are going to be like so much money much more money than what you know we were normally used to and you would think that Hasbro seeing having been to BotCon, having been to the G.I. Joe convention, having been to the Pony Fair, and seeing the prices that we normally put out for for booths and tickets and stuff like that would go with those types of prices. Yeah, but I, I think they were trying to aim the convention more at large scale retailers and things of that nature as opposed to fans which is going to kill them yeah it's it's definitely not making a lot of people happy no i mean some people are trying to you know Say, oh well, you know, you know, they're probably going to come up with some some kind of a pricing deal for us collectors. 
I hate to say this, but I'm going to be a realist and say they're not. Yeah, um, it's not likely to happen this year. It would be nice if it did, but it's not likely to yeah, happen I mean, this year. I mean, come on. Look at what they're doing for people who want or want to go to the Magic the Gathering thing. They're making them pay high prices. Yeah, because you get the basic tickets, and then if you want something else, you have to pay for each event. Yeah. Which, yes, is typically normal. But normally, it's not this much. Yeah. And booth prices definitely have never been this high. I think last year, they, they bumped them up to $75, $65, and people were like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people were howling in outrage. Which, that's what I had figured what would happen would be people would be howling in outrage that, you know, Hasbro wants us to put out $1,000 for a sales booth. Or even $5,000. And they want half the money up front. Yeah. But yeah, I've got $500 just happen to be laying around. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody that doesn't happen to have $500 just happen to be laying around. Yeah. Oh, but anyway. You know, that's just pocket change, you know? I'm glad we I'm got sorry. some response from Summer Hayes that that, 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 that is one good thing that, that, that is one good thing that we did get something out of her which basically that was the whole reason for me posting what I did was to hopefully kind of you know knock her in the head to kind of get her attention to go ahead and look at the website because she she had promised that, you know, us as collectors, we would get, you know, some kind of special attention. And the only people who are getting special attention are those that are doing Magic the Gathering. Right. Whereas we're kind of being ignored and, you know, that's kind of not what we were told was going to happen. We were told we were going to get something special, you know. I mean, um, I, I I I hate to say I I hate to be a repeaty repeaty Mary. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see this fair faring very well if you pardon the pun (laughs) Um, well I mean we'll have to see how it plays out um hopefully hopefully. something will 
something good will come out of this. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, you know, they'll come out with, you know, another set of booth prices for um, MLP collectors, and, you know, maybe they'll have to have something that will say that, you know, they're MLP collectors. Because, I mean, see, here's the thing. If they're going to have special booth prices for My Little Pony collectors, how how are you going to prove that? Yeah. Okay, because you can be a Transformers collector and go, oh, yeah, I'm a My Little Pony collector. <laughs> Just to get in our, on our booth prices and, you know, I mean, I'm just hoping that, you know, I mean, Hascon, I think, I hate to say it, it it's, it's going to be kind of a fail because of the pricing, the, the timing. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to be, it, it doesn't look like it's going to fare completely well, so. But... Maybe next year. I hope I keep saying that, but <laughs> yes, hopefully next year. Okay. Sorry, I had to escape my room for a moment. That's okay. I gotta put the. put my soundproofing back in. So, but, yeah, sorry. I, I completely forgot about the fair thing up until just, like, that moment. It was, like, almost, it's, like, you know, bulb, flash bulb went off in my head type thing. Yeah. But, as I said, I'm glad Summer, you know, responded to it. And, you know, as I said, it was not an attack against Summer because Summer, I love Summer. Okay, she and I are friends. At least I hope we're still friends. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you are. It, uh, no one's at all blaming Summer for this. She, with the best of intentions, handed the fare off to Hasbro and thought that everything was going to go fine, which I would completely understand anybody thinking that, you know, it, it's, it, you're, you're essentially handing a fair that was run by fans off to the company that makes the thing that you're a fan of. This should go well. Yes. It has not gone too well so far, and no one expected that. And everybody's everybody's trying to, you know, back up that, you know, this was never, you know, ours to begin with. It it was always owned and ran by Hasbro. Anyway, no, what it was was Hasbro had final say in everything. Right. But it was 
it was Summer who Summer and her crew that ran everything. Okay, they were the ones that were getting the hotel room. They were the ones that were getting the hotels. They were the ones that were getting the hotel rooms. They were setting okay. everything up. Yeah, it wasn't Hasbro that was doing that. It was, and it wasn't even Hasbro wasn't even contributing any money to the fair because they were saying they were the ones that were you know. They were they were um, sponsoring the fair. Really, then yeah. why did we have to pay for pay for anything if it was being sponsored by Hasbro? In none of the booklets have I ever seen anything where it said sponsored by Hasbro. Well, it's more they were signing off on the fairs, runner uh, on the people that were running the fair. They were signing off on letting them run the fair, basically. Yeah. It was saying that it was sponsored by Hasbro was basically just saying, yes, you can use My Little Pony images, and you have our permission to say that this is the official My My Little Pony fair. That's about it. And in all technicality, we were making money for Hasbro. Yeah, because the fair was selling their product. Exactly. Okay, back off the tirade and tirade. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, we're nobody's completely happy about how Hascon's going right now, but I think we've pretty much said all of our opinions on it and Summer Hayes has weighed in so we know that something's happening maybe things will go better maybe things will something will turn up this year maybe we'll have to wait till till next year who knows we're going to have to make work the way we can yes exactly So back to the My Little Pony version of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, come on, seriously, that's exactly what the episode looked like. It looked like My Little Pony doing Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I can. Now that you've, yeah, when after you explained it to me, I think I can definitely see that. Okay, I mean, come on. We had the bimbets in there for crying out loud. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and granted, yeah, I know it's not PC. Yeah, no, now I know they're supposed to be called the Happy Girls, but you know what? I grew up when Beauty and the Beast first went came out. They were the bimbets, and they will always be the bimbets. And you know I'm P. I'm you know I'm completely PC about stuff. Yeah, I'm all about the effort. It's this time I can't do it. I mean, I I, I just cannot. (laughs) 
because they literally looked like the bimbets. I mean, they nailed the hair. They nailed the colors of the ponies. They nailed the color of the hair. I mean, the style of the hair. They nailed every little piece. Yeah, I actually just turned on that episode while we were talking and had it muted, and I, I had it muted. Excuse me. And saw the um. Saw you saw the and I was like, they do look just like those girls. <laughs> See, <laughs> they're the same color. The ponies themselves are even the same colors as the uh, the dresses that those three girls wore. Exactly. See. So, but I think the last thing we talked about was. Uh, yes, um, Big Mac was trying to wake up Sugar Bell with a kiss, and then he <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> and I said, swooped in and rode away with her in a carriage. And then they did the musical number and broke her bakery. Literally broke her bakery because broke the bakery. And you know, the funny, the funniest thing about this is when she, when when okay, I just turned it back on and Apple Bloom, Big Mac just walked out of the bakery just after talking with Sugar Bell, and he's got hearts in his eyes. <laughs> that was cute. It's like he just looks like, oh my god, she's the most beautiful pony I've ever seen in the whole freaking world. I mean, I need to have her. (laughs) And has this big, huge, dopey-looking grin on his face. I know we're jumping around in the episode, I know, but that's simply because I just turned it back on. And this happens to be the part I fast-forwarded it to. I mean, it, that was hilarious when he walked out of the bakery with hearts in his eyes and, like, hearts are, like, popping off of him. And he's just got this big, huge, dopey grin on his face. Oh, yeah, like, oh, sugar bell. Oh, God, you're so sweet. Oh, I think I'm going to get diabetes. <laughs> I mean, he was really, you know, uh, let's see. What what was the word they used in Bambi? Twitterpated? <laughs> I think he was more than twitterpated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was more than that. <laughs> and the fact that he found his his sister and everybody kind of standing there, he was kind of like, um, Yeah, it was a little bit of a shock to see them stowed away. 
And then when 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 Apple Bloom asks him whether or not he has a crush on on Sugar Bell, he goes, "Yeah." Oh, and just has this big, huge, dopey grin on his face again. Oh my God, that that, that is so funny. And then. Oh yeah, I'm still here. Wait, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the point. Oh okay, you're looking at the. Oh, 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 I'm waiting for the one part. And the well, there's one part in here where he, if you remember correctly, when when he was when he was infatuated with Miss Cheryly mm-hmm. with the with the love potion, it was hilarious because he gave them this stern look that just said, "If you do this again, I swear to God, I will hit all three of you so hard you will feel it till next month." Oh, yeah, that was another funny thing in this episode, where they said, oh, well, we'll help you. His immediate reaction was, no love potion. <laughs> and had that look like if he did that, that he was going to smack them 15 ways from Sunday. <laughs> yeah, he was really adamant about that no love potion thing. I think he said it like twice in the so no love potions. No, 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 we're not going to do that. <laughs> no love potions. No, we're not going to do that. We learned our lesson the first time. Kept saying it, which was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I love that they actually referenced that episode, which I think was Season two or three? Uh, season two. Yeah, so they kept that continuity in there, which is always nice to see. Yep. And he actually talks more in this. Oh. <laughs> What are you fawning I over now? The bim bats. It's just so funny. They they are cute. Because <laughs> he was doing the juggling, and they were like right behind him. And as I said, you look at the hair, you look at the hair color, you look at the body color. You have the hair color that matches. The body colors matches the dress colors perfectly with the bim bats. Moneybird's being very quiet tonight. <laughs> oh, and as soon as I said that, they squawked. Okay. I squawked a squeaker. What okay. You so, let's see. The first thing they were going to do was they were going to have him be the hero and Knight in Shining Armor gets the girl. Mm-hmm. 
and it was supposed to be Scootaloo was supposed to steal her her purse. Right, and, and then Big Mac was supposed. Big Mac was supposed to get it and give it back to her. But, of course, Featherbangs has to grab the bag before it even hits Big Mac's hoof and does the the flip of the hair. Yeah. It's a, that, that, that flip of the hair thing, just, it makes me cringe inside. <laughs> Um, I had heard a couple people say that they thought he was to be like he almost had like a like Featherbangs almost had this Justin Bieber vibe to him too because he had the, the the weird hair and the the singing group kind of thing. I'm saying more guests, Tom, because I'm currently looking at the scene just after he gave Sugar Bell the bag back, and you see the bimbets, and you see Big Mac looking at him like, I am so going to kick your butt 15 ways <laughs> from Sunday. I mean, you have never seen Big Mac pissed off in your life until you've seen this episode. Yeah, he definitely did look very aggravated. <laughs> and the one thing I like about the Bimbet characters was you have a unicorn, you have a Pegasus, and you have an Earth Pony. Yeah. So they at least represented all all three of the the clans. Mm-hmm. But as I said, those are the bimbets. I mean, you look at the hair, you look at the pony, what the 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 colors of the ponies. Those are the bimbets. I like how he goes, oh, yep, and then goes, oh, nope. No, because no. they just dressed him up to, up as a prince. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For the kissing part, which, yeah. I, I knew that wasn't going to go well. I saw Neither them all, did I. I. When they had him all dressed up, I knew that was not going to go well. I mean, as I said before, my first reaction was, don't do it, Big Mac. It's not romantic. It's harassment. She doesn't know who you are. Exactly. But you have to admit, the song that they wrote for Big Mac, it was sweet. It was nice. It was it was honest. Oh, yeah, it was very Big Mac. It was very heartfelt. And he even said she was the apple of his eye. That was cute. (laughs) 
you know, and she was so totally into his song up until when Featherbanks popped up. Yeah. And I think just the two of them becoming more and more competitive as the song was going on and the fact that they wrecked her shop was just sort <laughs> of like, it was just yeah, sort of even poor Sugar Bell's final straw. And if you actually looked at, at Sugar Bell while Featherbanks was singing, she really was not into it. Yeah. She was so not into the song, whereas when, when, when Big Mac sang, she was into it. I mean, it's just like, it was just like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you could you could tell that she was not feeling a lot of the attention. Um, I do like where the CNC decided at the end. They're like, okay, we're we're gonna go at this from a different approach, and then they fi- they figured out probably the nicest thing to do would be to fix up her shop, and then Big Mac decided he was going to build her a bigger display counter because Which she's been exact... pretty heavy hints that that's what she really wanted. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but my love is burning hot like cheese fondue. That is not romantic at all. And that scene was just wrong in so many ways. That that was just so wrong. Yeah. That was weird. That that was just like, oh my god, that's just too much. You're you're now killing my love for Flash. I do think that one part was really funny, though, where uh, Scootaloo was supposed to keep Sugar Bell away from the shop while they were fixing everything up, and she was like, oh, well, I'm here in town. Why don't you show me around? And Sugar Bell goes, okay. And she points to one side of the street, and she's like, that's this side of the town? What's the other side of the street? That's this side of the town. This the whole town. <laughs> Yeah, it's because there's never they never actually changed it. It still looks like the equal sign that it looked like when when um sun sun sunlight or um starlight glimmer ruled over the world ruled over their world. Well, I think the only thing that's changed is that we're. Starlight house used to be there's now a large tree. Pretty much the same. 
Yeah. But, I mean, that was hilarious. And then her tearing open the bag and going, oh, my God, let me get you a new bag. Oh, no, I don't need to get a new bag. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she keeps trying and trying and trying. And, you know, you have to give her an A for effort. Yeah. You try very hard with a lot of stuff. It's, I would attribute it to her hanging out with Rainbow Dash. <laughs> yeah. And it was even even it was funny that that he had come up with the idea and said he's going to need your help and they were all like even after we let, we screwed up. Yep. <laughs> And, you know, Sweetie Belle says that Scootaloo can't keep her away for much longer. And then Big Mac and Apple Bloom both look up kind of like, oh, crap. <laughs> and just start, you just start seeing things flying all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they put that display counter together rather quickly. And I love how she, when when Scootaloo opens up the door, she yells, the cupcake has landed, the cupcake has landed. (laughs) Yeah. And she goes, you made me a new display case? Yep. You made it bigger? You remembered that I had twice as much room for my desserts, which means I can make even more. I was dying to try bakery, cookie pies, and ice cream, cream, and of course more apple treats. <laughs> Means there's more excuse to come by. <laughs> oh yeah. And then then he's stumbling over yeah or no or yeah or no, and then they nuzzle noses. Mm, which was so cute. Yeah, which I think is the pony version of kissing. Yeah, I guess it was. That was adorable. And and they at least at least the girls admitted that you know it was their their fault for him being such an idiot. <laughs> well, they were trying to go about rom- well this this they were trying to go about winning her romantically as though it were a fairy tale, and the fairy tale romance is a nice story, but a lot of the things that happen. Um, a lot of the things that happen in old fairy tales are not as practical nowadays or, you know, in the real world. So, I mean, if you're trying to woo somebody romantically, it's better that you more pay attention to them and what they, and what is important to them than it would be to just go with... You know, 
a romantic story. So, yeah, let me pull up um, 1980s movie, uh, love movie, where a guy holds a boom box. Oh, I know what I know which movie you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it though. It's done That's a what lot. I'm trying. Yeah, that that movie's referenced a lot, especially now with the boombox. Thought it was nice that they, uh, you know, that um, Big Mac finally decided that he was going to do something that was important to Sugar Bell, and not necessarily follow, you know, the fairy tale idea of romance, which was not working at all. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay, the movie was Say Anything. Yes, so that's that's why they had the, the title is hard to say anything then. Okay, they 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 have basically they also have another reference to a nineteen eighties eighties classic, which is the movie Say Anything, where Feather Banks is standing outside of the of the bakery with an old time record player hanging over his head. Yeah, the the phonograph with the. Um... <laughs> Oh, with gosh. the crank, with the crank and the um, the, the horn. Yeah, I mean, that was so. Say the movie, say anything, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. That was beyond funny because I mean. Hold on. It's kind of weird, though, when you think about a lot of the stuff that's in the pony world. Some of some of the time they do have things that are like modern conveniences. But then one single time Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Beyond almost Victorian era technology. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. They have trains that have become part of all have sewing machines. They have indoor plumbing. And they have record players. But they don't appear to have any indoor electricity. And I don't think they have radio. Like not radio signal. They don't appear to have any form of long distance communication other than magic letters. Yeah. Hmm. And letter writing. Yeah, letter writing and, and dragons that 
fire that magically send letters to princesses. They might have magical forms of communication. Like you think they might have some sort of magic crystals or crystal balls or something where owners can talk to each other, something kind of like a magic cell phone. Maybe. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Then there's stoves in the bakery, but those might be gas stoves. Yeah. No, that's I not it. I really can't bake anything decent with an older gas stove. Maybe it's a wood-burning stove, but then that's really hard to... Oh, gosh, now I'm going to have to research some stuff in these episodes and work out a theory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I Googled that and one of the things that popped up was nope, it's not on here. Why? Why did that pop up on here if that's not even on here? Hmm. But yeah, I did think it was funny that Featherbanks oh, the breakfast club on the top the the record player. The, brex- the breakfast club, I think, might have no. Hold on. Can we watch this entire thing? Okay. Yep, it is say the movie say anything. Okay. Well, then that would be where they got the title from for this episode too. There we go. We have we have another we have another Another link to something from the 80s. <laughs> but, yeah, then they're, then the, the the Crusaders are telling him that, you know, Sugar Girl already picked her special somebody. And he goes, she goes, and Sweetie Belle goes, don't worry, you've got a lot of secret admirers right behind you. And he's, she's pointing at the bimbets. Mm-hmm. They're all pointing and... And, you know, they're all, like, giggling, and and he's, like, all nervous, kind of like, what do I say to him? Yeah. It's like, because dude, he makes serious? Yeah, yeah because he makes serious. a comment that, I'm really good at impressing people, but I don't really know how to talk to anybody. Yeah, it's like, you, you you just seriously was was like trying to sweep sweep you know sugar bell off of her feet, but yet you can't talk to people. What were you gonna do once you got one or over? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but then you kind of felt for him because you were like, oh, okay, well, he's really good at putting on the act. But 
he doesn't really know how to go beyond that. Which there are some people that are like, yeah, I can put on the act and I can be the really cool and interesting person, but I don't know what to do after that. Yeah, and that's actually when I finally felt bad for Guy. But, I mean, at least I will admit him also. I, I, I will admit at that point it was like, oh, now I like him. Yeah. Well, at that point it was like he wasn't really competition for Big Mac after that. It's Pony Bird. I hear you. I know. Yeah, I, I think, think it's most time for bed, little bird. Sorry. Yeah, I think at that point it was, you know, he wasn't competition for Big Mac. Big Mac got the girl, so at that point I could feel bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Birdie bedtime. Because I think they're saying no. Um, well, it's 1030. It's time for them to go to bed. Well, good night. But, yeah, at that point, that's kind of when I finally felt bad for the guy. And it was like, okay, now I like him. (laughs) Yeah, now he's not so bad. But he's still... He is still no competition <laughs> to Flash Century. Oh. I, I know. Oh. As I said, I have Husbando Syndrome, and he is mine. <laughs> oh, goodness. I have finally admitted to it. Excuse me. And if you are wondering where I found out about that word is actually from, you remember I told you I watch a YouTuber by the name of Kelly Eden? Uh, Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, well, she has the same syndrome I do. Except for she has 20 of them. Oh, goodness. And they're all the evil, they're all the evil guys. Oh, well, I mean, I guess if you're going to fall for somebody dangerous and evil, it's probably better that they're fictional. Well, I do also have to admit, I have a secondary husband, though, too, that she oh, and I, we, we, I, I, I hate to admit to it, it's Kylo Ren. Yeah, there's a lot of people kind of falling for him now. You know, I, I am, I am so on the side of the Jedi, but... I, I, I it, he's just so. Yeah, he's got the he, edgy bad boy thing going for him. 
he can strap me down into that contraption anytime he wants to. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> what? Actually, out of the um, what the heck? We're in ponies after dark. I think out of no, um, no, we're not. Actually, oh, we're not. Okay. We're still, we're still alive. Well, well, whatever. But um, but I'll keep that part PG until we get into ponies after dark. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, I think of all the new Star Wars guys. I kind of think Poe's the cutest. The pilot that originally had BB-8, I like him. I think he's Even though Finn yeah, got like, that, you know, he's got that instant puppy dog kind of thing going for him where he has no idea what's going on, but he's trying so hard anyway. Oh, yeah. But he's no Kylo Ren. I mean, oh, he's he's got the he's got, he's got the the handsomeness of Han Solo going for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does have that. So, but by the way, have you have you seen Rogue One yet? Oh, no, no. I haven't had a chance to It's been a really busy I'm sorry. I know. I was supposed okay. to watch it before, before today. Um, I'm going to have to do I'm, it. Uh, I'm going to have gonna to do it. Do what? I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to spoil it. Go ahead. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Darth Vader. Right. You get to see part of him in this movie without of the uniform. Oh, without the mask. Without the mask. And uh-huh. without the the upper part of his um Contraction. Right. They have his original voice kit. Uh huh. Two robots appear in the movie. Can you guess whom they are? Uh, there's two two droids in the movie. Probably C3PO and R2D2. Yes. And can you can you guess which iconic line C three PO says? Oh, let's see. Um, I don't know. It's something he complains about all of the time. Oh gosh, that's a lot of things. <laughs> it is true. Um, it's about having information. Yeah. Can you guess what it is? No. 
where is everybody going? Why does why is nobody telling? Why does nobody tell me anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> Poor C-3PO is still, as always, left in the dark. Yeah. And now, hold hold on to your seats. Okay. Are you holding on? Yeah. They found an actress. Mm Mm-hmm. Got her made up, sounding ninety nine point five percent exactly how Princess Leia looked forty years ago. Oh, oh no! I found out that's not that. No, they CG'd that. They did. Yes, I actually found out from somebody about um, when we were we were taught. Uh, this is a coworker of mine. We were talking about the movie. He said that there were two parts in it that were heavily CG'd, and that was when they did um, Leia at the end. That was they actually took um, footage. And and recording from the original act from Terry Fisher, which was of course before she passed away, they were working on this movie, and they CG'd her to look like she was younger. And do you remember one of the <sighs> that they so were they, talking to? So they, they made the so they made her they, look younger. Yeah, they CG'd her to make her look younger. So that really was Carrie Fisher? That was really her. (laughs) That was was really Carrie Fisher, or as she was letting everybody call her um, when the first, right before the first movie came out, that was was Mom, (laughs) General Leia. Um, that was really her. They CG'd her to look younger. And then, if you remember, in one of the opening scenes of A New Hope, Vader was talking to one of his generals as they were walking through the the quarters of the ship. That guy yeah. was CG'd into... A new uh, into um, uh, into Rogue One because I believe somebody told me that they recreated part of that scene for this movie, and that actor had of course already passed away, so they had somebody yeah. else that sounded like him, and they CG'd him in. Oh. So yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh. I mean, if you just look at CG in some of the Marvel movies, if you've seen any, if you've seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, oh. which is like a tree alien, and 
um, Rocket, who's like the raccoon-looking character, are completely CG, but they look like they're really there. I'm telling you, it's going to be within seven lifetimes to the point where we might not even need actual actors anymore. They'll just be CG and everybody. You, you do realize you just made me fall off my bed, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to go through your mind twice in one time. Oh, my God. My my mind is now blown completely to smithereens. Oh, that was Carrie Fisher. Oh, my God. Oh. That was really Carrie Fisher. And then oh. they just see. Oh. Yeah, they did a fantastic job because I thought they had found somebody that looked almost exactly like, like completely liked her and sounded like her. No, nope, that was because the voice. The voice <laughs> sounded so perfect. Oh my god! And now you know why. Oh. 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 I'm going to need but, to open up and, another pint of Oreo chocolate volcano after this. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, let's oh, see. Wow. Or hard to say anything. That episode was episode eight, I yeah. believe. That All was right, episode so eight. I still haven't seen nine and ten. <laughs> and I believe. Let's see. I'm Am I going to gonna be doing. Are we going to be doing episode shows for a while? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember which ones are the next few ones. Nine was, eh, nine was okay. And then, let's see. Yeah, because there's nine, ten, and eleven. So I'm up to, I've, I've seen up to uh, episode eleven. When we do 10, um, I really want to do 10 when you finally have seen it, but I'm going to let you watch it first. Because 10 is what I really wanted out of an episode from last season. Let me put it to you Oh, okay. Oh, man. Oh, my mind you is like right there? now blown. <laughs> I'm going to need to open up another pint of uh, chocolate Oreo volcano. Okay. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, we better get um, kimono in before we lose time here. <laughs> get kimono in. 
and you don't even have to worry about the one because he's a pony. Ooh, minty pony smell. Oh, sweet. Yes. That's the playset that I paid a measly $25. Oh, lucky. This is in very, very nice shape. How's the um? How's the lace on it? What's that? How's the lace? Oh, the lace is gorgeous. I think it's missing the lace for the. Yeah, it is missing the lace for the top part. Ah, darn. Oh well, it's still gorgeous. Ah, oh, mine is too. My my lace is all stretched out, and the elastic's all broken. Mm. It's really nice. I'm going to have to... Sorry, it's grainy. This is just the photo, or this is just the way the camera on the um, tablet is working. But yeah, I was looking at the My Little Pony Fan Club form, and we have the little order form for if you want to order the collector's ponies or the birth flower ponies. Now, these are prices for, let's see, when did this come out? Uh, da, da, 85. Now, back in 85, if you wanted to order a collector pony, which was either Snuzzle, Butterscotch, Bluebell, Blossom, Minty, or Cotton Candy, you had to send in two horseshoe points and $3. Wow. pony. To order the entire set, which is one, two, three, four, five, six ponies, it was two horseshoe points and $15. That's like getting one pony free. Yeah. And then if you wanted all 12 birth flower ponies, they were also two two horseshoe points and $3 each. But if you wanted the whole set, that's all 12 ponies, it was $30 and two horseshoe points. Do you know how many collectors would do just about anything to get an entire birth flower pony set for $30? That'd be a steal nowadays. That would be beyond a steal. It had to go on sale for me to get a pony for $3, and that wasn't even with tax. 
I'm going to take better pictures of these when my phone is charged, but I wanted to also show you all the paperwork. I almost want to take these and frame them. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the first time I've gotten a place that with its box and all paperwork. Oh, gracious, but yeah, okay. Now put this away. Hold it, hold it. There's the bottle. So let's see, I only have, I think, two or three more playsets before I have all the G1 playsets. All the U.S. releases of the G1 playsets, anyway. What about the variations? Oh, well, I don't, yeah, and, well, maybe then I have more. (laughs) Because I still need the Dream Castle. I have that, I have that. With the box, I have every piece to it. The only thing I have to do is um, the yellow flags. I have to remake them because they were so paper thin that they were falling apart that I actually had to buy yellow felt, and I was going to actually remake the um, the yellow um flags so I still need the dream castle and the waterfall playset I need the waterfall playset but I will only go for it if it has everything yeah because I have the dream castle I have um the the stable, the dream stable. Yeah, I the, have with the box. The sweet shop with the box. Oh, yeah, I need that one too. I have the the dance school, which I think I have all the pieces for. I have to recheck. I have to get my book and recheck that. I have um oh god it it looked like um it looks like oh god I can't even describe it uh, let me pull up NLP because I know which one I'm thinking of. My Little Pony Land. MLP Land. Play sets. Uh, 
Um, I have the buggy. Wait, I have the I have the pretty parlor, the show stable. I have the buggy, but I don't have um, the the very top part or the and the lace is all stretched out. Uh-huh. I have the nursery, the baby bonnet school of dance, the dream right. castle with the box, and I think I have everything with the box. I have satin slippers sweet shop with the box. I might have the per the um the perm shop. I'm gonna have to look. Right. Oh, I forgot about a lot of. These. I have I like a lot more play sets than I thought. I have the scrub a dub tub. I'm just missing a couple of pieces on it. I have parts of the sweet dream crib. Mhm. I mean, I actually have the crib part. I just don't have the mobile that goes with it and the the stuff that goes on the inside. Yeah, I'm looking through my book right now. The um, yeah, the see, book right you that, you you have your book with you. I don't. Yeah. I always leave that at home. I really should bring that with. Hey, you know, I have an idea for next week's show. What's that? Why don't we talk about which uh, play sets we have and what parts we have and what parts we need? Yeah, I mean, and we're we're talking... That's kind of going in theme because we're talking about the G4 playsets, too. So, sure, yeah, we can do that. And, like, the playsets that we do have, we can talk about how we came across them. Yeah. Because a lot of these I found, um, and I hate to say this, yeah, a lot of them I did get through eBay. Yeah. But the um Dream Castle one uh-huh. that is a major story right there. Well we'll have to hear that you'll have to share that then. Yeah, because it it it, it, it includes me being on eBay at work. Oh, and you want to know what the funniest thing is? Oh. My boss came up behind me and he looked and he went, what is that? And it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I looked up kind of like with this look in my face, kind of like, um. He goes, is that a vintage toy set? And it's like, Yeah. Are you looking to buy that? And it's like, yeah. 
Okay. And I'll tell you about the rest of the story next week because he actually asked me more about it afterwards. Oh, okay. So next week we'll actually talk about the G1 play sets we have. Do you have any of the G2 play sets? Um, no, actually I don't have any G2 play sets. Oh, um, darn it, because I, I have one. Do I you have any, any of the... You, but uh, hmm? they're hard to get a hold of. I have one. Do you have any of the petite play sets? No, I used to. Darn it. Because then I could talk about the and then I could talk about talk about the the castle and maybe I'll actually pull out the box and actually check to see if I have every single piece to the to the castle. Oh. No, I won't do that because we're actually coming home that day. Okay. I do have a three-play set. You have which play set? Uh, I said I do have a few of the G3 play sets. But I think I only have one that is actually complete. Or close to it. Do we want it to do G3 because that's uh, still quite new? Yeah. I guess we don't have to. Because I'm thinking more older because they're harder to find, harder to find at a decent price. Yeah. We could stick to, like, the G1 and G2 stuff. Okay. Because I know I have one G2. No, I have two... I might have three GE2 play sets. Hold on. I actually do have this one. I definitely have this one. But it's in a different color. I... Might have this one. I know I have the pony. I don't know if I have the playset itself. You see, this is totally going to make me want to go into to, to the pony to into the pony room to really start working on that again. Which will make mom happy. <laughs> well, good. You should start re- working on everything. No, I'm getting everything kind of like packed up so that it's 
at least in order mm-hmm. and in better in, in better boxes for storage. Rather than um, cardboard boxes. Mhm. So. Um, well, oh, sorry for my technical tonight. It's okay. It happens. At least we were able to get the show in because I really wanted to do this one because, as I said, I really think they really channeled Beauty and the Beast when they did this episode. Mm-hmm. Simply because of certain elements in it. But they really must bring back my Flash Century, please. For the <laughs> love of the pony gods. Oh. And you want to know what the worst thing is? What? There's There's two versions of him. Yeah. So do I count them as one husband or two? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You see my dilemma? (laughs) Do you see my dilemma? Ah, yeah, I can see your dilemma. This is why they must come out with a Flash Sentry doll by himself. <laughs> or did they? Uh, I don't think so. I know they have Flash Sentry dolls with um, Twilight. Yeah, they have it with the the other Twilight. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they do have it. They have it for the friendship games. Oh, you know what? You're right. Okay. Must get. Once I start my new job. (laughs) Which I cannot believe is only in... Well, should be starting soon, right? One, two, three... One, 
to three weeks. Wow. So on the 19th will be my very first day. Kind of weird because I won't be leaving my house to go to work for a while. And I'd kind of gotten used to it and kind of liked it. Yeah. But there's also another positive thing on this is instead of them having to install um, more software onto my computer, they actually will send me a laptop. Mhm. And mm. I already know somebody who's working there. Yeah. So I can kind of get some of the details on how big the laptop is so I can get a laptop bag for it. Mhm. And they not only send you a laptop, they actually send you a dual monitor to go with it. Oh, cool. So the hopes are that we get the um, the front bedroom cleaned up enough to where I can move that that particular job into that room. Mhm. And then keep my main computer in the um, the dining room where it's at. Um, well, that'll be good. Is that that'll be good? That'll that'll be great. Oh, they have they have him. They have him. <laughs> why why do I feel like I already have him? Amazon. Flash then tree. Ooh, it's only six dollars and ninety-eight cents. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, some of the, um, oh, wait, I already have him. I already have my husband, and I didn't even realize it. Oh, okay. Oh, he must be packed away. Some of the, t- uh, the sets that they're supposed to be coming out with for the movie um, have been appearing in some Target stores already. And I don't shop at Target. So there might be uh, sea ponies available soon. Because if they're popping up in Target, then that means it's not going to be too much longer before we see them in... Um, on Amazon. I hope so because that's the only place I purchase 
Tony's from really is Amazon because I don't go, I don't shop at Target. Well, I, it is a lot easier to get stuff off of Amazon. Ooh, Twilight Sparkle and Flash Century Wedding. <gasps> Somebody actually, oh, somebody actually did a YouTube a Flash Century as a human getting married to Twilight Sparkle in her human form. Well, that sounds cute. And they did one for... Oh, okay. I have to play this. <laughs> uh, I must watch okay. now. Oh, they're sitting together on a sofa. Oh, they're in the water. He's holding her. Oh. Oh, and there's a there's a cute picture in here of them holding their their ponies like like plush ponies versions of themselves. When they were babies. Oh, neat. So they were flank, they were blank flanks. Aww. So it's just cuts from the movie. And looks like some new animated scenes. Oh, because I definitely did not see this one. Where Twilight Sparkles holding a piece of mistletoe over Flash Sentry's head and kissing him. (laughs) (laughs) And Flash Sentry is shocked and blushing. And I don't think they kissed in the movie, did they? I don't think so. But they also have a scene where it's the Twilight Sparkle from the Equestria world with Flash Sentry, but we know that. Mm-hmm. That's not real because she liked the other guy. So, okay, yeah. this I don't like. This I definitely don't like. Oh, by the way, remember when I had said that I was going to watch the um, DVD, the... the um, I was going to check the Blu-ray for season two to see if they fixed that one scene for Sailor Moon. Right. 
they didn't. Oh, okay. They didn't. They didn't even fix it for the Blu-ray. Well, that's unfortunate. And I do have some news. It's not pony related, but it's Sailor Moon related. Yeah. As you know, they um they redubbed um Sailor Moon R. Uh huh. And they did a Blu-ray and a DVD combo. So I'm going to go ahead and watch these, both of these this week, and I'm going to give a critique next week. Okay. So, so now, 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 Darian will actually be called Mamaru and not Darian. Excuse me. And these are actually uncut movies, mm-hmm. meaning if there was anything cut out of the original, which we know deep, they cut things out. Oh, yeah. They'll be in these these two. So I will have a review about that next week as well. Okay. Oh, well. Well, pardon me. And hopefully we'll have... Next week. (laughs) Hopefully. And hopefully we'll have more information from Summer in regards to the fair. Yeah so that we can go ahead and make a better announcement about that. And that's about it. Oh, well. Oh, excuse me. Uh, pardon my yawn. And I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, and we will we will be on at our normal time, seven p.m. Central Standard Time, eight p.m. Eastern. All righty then. Until next week, pony night. Happy night. pony pony night nights. Is that it? Are we alone? Huh. Well, until next week. Happy pony hunting. Good night.